And it's just weird because I remember my mom, my grandmother would tell me things like, you know, you're meant to be here for a reason. Because I would always struggle with that feeling of like, y'all don't belong. Yes. Even with her, I just felt like, y'all don't belong here. I really, I just don't. And she's just like, no, that's not what it is. I used to always think that my parents not being around was my fault. Mm -hmm. Or my sisters not Mm -hmm. coming around to see me. Or people not coming to see me. It was my fault. Like, I used to always think that stuff. And she used to always assure me, like. It's not you. Yeah, it's not you. But uh, she told me that when my parents had my sisters, my dad wanted a boy like really bad Mm -hmm. and he was kind of telling my mom like listen if you don't have a boy i'm leaving you like that kind of thing like i've heard that story plenty of times i Mm -hmm. really hated hearing it but my grandmother always because again she didn't like him so she always tried to paint him in a negative light but she always would mention that and bring that up about him being like that or saying that or calling her in the middle of the night when it was a snowstorm to come pick my sisters up and my mom so he threatened to leave my mom if she didn't have a boy and then i came along and then he named me she named me after him thanks oh, mom why did you have that expression because because i just ah mm. <sighs> i just really wished there was a bit more creativity there could have been i mean there was room for that even when my grandmother adopt me adopted me i was very upset at her because she told me she's like you know i was thinking of asking you if you wanted to change your name but i just said forget it i'm like why didn't you not that i had a name on on standby but i'm like why didn't you talk to me about this yeah, I, I guess it was just one of those things like I was meant to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leon, and thank you for tuning in to More To It, a podcast about perspective. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you all right here and right now that I am absolutely petrified to do this. Absolutely petrified. Not podcasting because this project has been the purest form of therapy for me, and with zero doubt in my heart, I confess that I love doing this. Um, it's the things that I don't talk about to anyone that I'm going to reveal to you all that scares me. Not because I'm afraid of being judged. That doesn't bother me. I really don't care what people think of me. It's just one of those things that I knew I needed to address the very moment this project was brought to life. And in order for me to continue investing time in something so dear to me, in order for me to heal my inner child and become a better man, I have to speak all these bottled up things out of my system. That's that's kind of how I think about it. I just want to thank you all for being on the receiving end of it. I also want to thank my guests in advance for being here in person, taking all this in. We met on my birthday a few years back when a boyfriend at the time who became her husband and so much of a brother to me introduced us at a Forever 21 that doesn't exist anymore on 34th Street. When I was at an extremely low point in my life, I remember coming to him for emotional support and he knew that she was better equipped to help me through it. And she's never disappointed me since. We've gotten pretty close and to both him and her, I'm so thankful for them for always being there for me. I, I cannot stress that enough. Um, she's an incredible mother and in such a cruel world we live in, it amazes me how much of an advocate she is when it comes to true love and being strong and standing up for what you believe in and most importantly, the art of expressing your true self. So without any further delay, I introduce you all to Jody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> ah, those are some sweet words, sweet words. I try. All right. Here we are today. Here we are today. 
<laughs> and we have a few things we have to address, right? Yes, we do. And I'm going to let you lead today. I'm just going to ask a few questions to get you in the general direction. <laughs> thank you. Of uh, what we'll be addressing. But again, thank you for having me. It will be my pleasure to help you through this. Hello, everyone. What do you want to share with us first? All right. I guess I'll start with where I remember where it all began, sort of. Okay. Um, first three years of my life, which were the only three years of my life, I could say that me, my sisters, and my parents have all like been together like as a family. But um, we lived in an apartment behind the old Yankee Stadium, and we used to always, like me and my sisters used to always look in like it wasn't directly behind it but it was high enough we lived high enough and far Mm -hmm. enough to where Mm -hmm. you could see inside inside right um especially whenever it was like game night it was cool um (laughs) (laughs) it's free okay no we couldn't see players we just saw lights so you know kids when you see lights it's like oh wow okay Okay. yeah that sort of thing (laughs) you know easily impressed so that's where we lived at and I don't remember too much outside of a few things like me always being in the hallway with my Batmobile, um, always watching Power Rangers, and then and then my <laughs> my sisters making fun of me because The Legends of the Hidden Temples was like one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. and I used to always like try to make obstacles in the house mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they used to just you know, make make fun of me about it. Uh, what's the age difference between you and your your sister? Um, they're gonna kill me for this because i really don't know i really don't know i think i think the oldest one is close to 40 but i do know the one well the second sister i know that she's six years older than me so i'm 30 now she's 36 okay okay so that that part i got right right. i'm sorry to my oldest sister i'm sorry (laughs) omira i'm so sorry yeah so that's where we lived at Mm -hmm. and um i don't really remember too much like i said outside of those few things one of the last few memories i have of being there was the day we all went to foster care Mm. and yeah like my older sister she was crying by the elevator and then my other sister she was just kind of like trying to support her that kind of thing and i i just didn't know what was going on all i remember is the social worker was a guy that looked like stevie wonder oh my god (laughs) yeah that's what i remember i remember that vividly at three years old i remember that and then from then on, I would say me and my sisters, we were home to home to home to home for oh, years. Wow. Yeah, for years. Like, it was like that. It was just, it was the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never got split up? Eventually we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. But the reason why we went into foster care was because there was a lot of, uh, it was a huge domestic violence thing going on with, with my parents. I don't even know how it happened. I really don't know. I I know my grandmother was kind of like in the mix of it because she knew certain things because she didn't like my dad at all, but I'll get to that later on. Yeah, but she she knew more about what was going on there, but at the same time, like, I was young. I was too young to remember. I don't really remember any of it, uh, but I do know that it was a thing. Yeah, so that was why the three of us, we were in the system, I guess you could say. We were there for quite a few years from three until i was 11 no 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 14 sorry 14 yeah until i was 14 yeah so from three to 14 that's it's 11 years mm-hmm. me and my sisters were home to home like i said and um the older we got 
since my eldest sister was more close to her teenage years. Well, I think she was like well into her teenage yeah. years. She yeah. had to, yeah, she had to go and be with older kids. They couldn't keep us all in the same home mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. So she went about her way. Then me and my second eldest sister, it was, it was just us for the most part. Outside of the fact that I look like both my sisters, but with a mustache. And <laughs> like outside of, outside of that fact, the second eldest one, me and her are two peas in a pod. Okay. For plenty of reasons. Like it's so many reasons. Like all the dark humor and and <laughs> things like that i get that. to share it with her okay. and then with my eldest sister it's more of like a you know little brother to big sister sort okay. of thing you know like okay. it's more like that not that it's not like that for the other one but you know it's, it's just the different relations the, the bond, bond is, is different, different. exactly mm-hmm. we even made a list actually over the over covid of like i don't want to know it no <laughs> no 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 I mean, people already, aren't you, no, you no 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 started us okay we made <laughs> we made a list of people that we think are absolutely like just the lamest people oh wow yeah i don't it don't it won't ever see the light of day so okay but that's between me and her and this list is celebrities <laughs> that's between me and her. Or yeah celebrities family. sorry okay. no 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 it's celebrities like celebrities are, they're just you know okay they're just not it for us okay so yeah uh like i said we have a different bond and it was me and her Mm -hmm. for a period of time up until i would say i think i was eight i don't know what became of her like at the time like i didn't find out until later but she got taken out of the home that we were in Mm -hmm. and the funny thing about it was even though we were separated the three of us me and the second eldest sister were in one home and my eldest sister was in another home but Mm -hmm. the eldest sister was in a home where she was the mother of our foster mother so we got to see each other oh. yeah so we got to see each other quite often yeah 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 so like oh, wow. holidays and stuff yeah so That's... we were we weren't in the same home but we still had oh, wow. yeah so okay. we we'd take a few drives over to see each other and stuff like that so that was that was pretty cool thank god for that that was my next question how did you guys keep in contact and you answered that i never really thought about it until now like that's that's wow. a blessing it is it the universe is. was working absolutely but eventually they i'm just gonna say life happened to them i'm mm-hmm. gonna leave it at that I, I know certain things but i'll just leave it at that i kind of felt like damn like you know like this is just me i felt alone more than anything because i didn't have my parents mm-hmm. i didn't have the only two people that i grew up with for all these years and all these strangers homes yeah and constantly feeling like i don't belong because i'm not really a part of this family i'm just i'm just a kid you're getting a check from that's how i know it's it's really dark to think of you, it that you way you had but. that mentality as a child mm-hmm. you understood they were being paid yeah oh you did yeah okay and so that made you feel because we a had paycheck. Yeah, because we had this one lady, Miss Mary. Oh, my God. I know they're going to hear this, my sisters. When I tell you this lady was the worst person ever. She was the worst person to exist. There's Satan, then it's her. And then everybody <laughs> oh everybody God. below. This lady was terrible. This lady was absolutely terrible. She was the last person that we went to before we went to that family. Where, okay. Yeah. Um, but she was terrible she was so terrible can you recall one instance that really made you know she was the devil's sister oh i got a great one for you so my dad somehow he found out where we lived uh would assume it had to be through my sisters i really don't know um but my dad found out where we lived with this woman and he would come over he would always bring me toys and this lady kept them for years and then finally gave it to me like as we were leaving what yeah she kept them for years 
I had some other toys as well, but it was just around the house stuff. Mm -hmm. But there was one point where she moved me into the basement. I don't know why she did that. I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of a bad kid, but I really don't think I was, I think Ah. she fire started that a little bit. I don't know, but I don't think I did anything as a child. I really don't think I did anything that was kind of, you know, worth being put basically in a dungeon because that's what it felt like. It wasn't the, the feeling of like, sorry, it wasn't the situation where it was like, okay, we're going to just move your bed and stuff down here yeah. and, so we can fix up the room or whatever. No, no, no. It was everything in this room that is yours Goes is down. going in the basement. And I'm like, why am I in the basement? You know, as where I got older, I thought like, uh, my sisters, they shared a room together. Okay. And we were on the same floor, like right next to each other. But then around that point, because my oldest sister, she got a surgery and then a little after the surgery, I don't know what happened. I think that's where life kind of happened for mm-hmm. her. Um, it did happen that way because she was the first one to go. And then I guess eventually she ended up with that woman. Uh, and then okay. it was me and my second eldest sister okay. where we ended up with the daughter. I was trying to remember it without getting it wrong. Okay. So, yeah, that's um, that happened. And the last family that we went to... Um, me and my second eldest sister, the last family that we went to, incredible people, incredible people. It was like night and day. It was a total difference. Like it was, it was a black family and they treated us so nice. Like they treated us so, <laughs> oh but, but yeah, but, but did they I, have children of their own? They had children of their own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were so nice to us, but I think the, the, you know, Satan's assistant, I think she, <laughs> Oh I think God. she rubbed off on us so much that we were just over the top. Oh, yeah. Like so we you were, couldn't appreciate this woman we, like at you all. Have. Well, not the woman, but her and her husband. Yeah. Oh, oh she was married. Yeah, yeah, she was a married. She had kids. Yeah, they were. Family. They it's were. A, it's a full nuclear family that you went to. Yes, so that's they. Amazing. They were. If you think of a black, beautiful, strong family, that was them. Oh. Honestly, that was like the first example i could think of that i've ever seen anything like that which is also why i i feel like i'm so uh i'm always rooting Mm -hmm. for you and your husband (laughs) because i I feel like it's it's not that i see them in you guys but i feel like you know the way the world is now Mm -hmm. the world is so you know the world but it's just people aren't like that anymore and and from from the start where things were just like i just knew him and then you came along and then mm-hmm. things changed for mm-hmm. the better completely. Mm-hmm. And then now here we are, <laughs> you, party of five, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, yeah. I cannot stress that enough. Like, I've always felt like, man, this is why I've always been rooting like, <laughs> Daryl Ellen, Jody, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's always been like that Um, because, again, it, not that I see them in you guys, but it's very, similar. it's very nice. To see. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar, similar for sure. Wait, I think. No, they were party of six, not five. Okay. Oh, look at that. But you guys were five and, and they're six. Let's hope I don't become six. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I, I think I think you're both done. Yeah. For now. I don't know. Go on. Um, so the this this new family, they were showing you all the love that you needed, but what do you think really don't wanna say showed you? When did you realize that you were just terrible children to this family what what made you think that you were a bad kid okay you said you're bad i don't know what their uh, relationship was with my sister the second eldest one but for me mm. oh boy um you're a teenager at this point no 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 this was when i was from like 
six to eight, I think it was. I think it was either five to eight or six to eight. Mm-hmm. But I was with them for a, a period of time, like longer than every other family. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a pretty decent period of time. Possibly it was, I think, three years. Yeah, but within that three years, like they showed us so much love and everything. But getting back to that, me and my mischievous ways. Oh my God, what was I doing? I was always fighting in school. Um, I was always stealing things around the house. Just stupid things. Like, what are you stealing Oreos for and eating, and then hiding them under <laughs> oh your pillow? My like, God. Yeah, like I used to do things like that. And then I remember, I know they found this at this point. I am so sorry to them, but I know they found this at this point. But I remember the last thing that I ever took from the kitchen was like a pack of pepperoni and I had oh put it on top of my dresser. God. <laughs> so I am so sorry that I never um, I put it back. I don't think that constitutes uh, you being bad or terrible. That that that's a child. That's what kids do. Yeah, they take stuff. They sneak into the kitchen. They sneak into the fridge. But they always had to go to school for me because I was fighting all the all time. All the fighting. Yeah, like I was, you know. And then even around the house, I remember being. I wasn't the easiest to deal with. Like I, I remember saying some pretty mean things. You know, little kids like I hate you. You 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 don't even know what hate is. All right, relax. You know, like that kind of thing. But was this because you had that feeling that well, I'm just passing through? Was that you lashing out, or what was that like? What were you feeling? Why you felt like you needed to lash out and say you know these hurtful things to somebody who is obviously, as you're saying now, trying to show you love? What were you feeling? Wow, damn. I think it was. A few things. I think it was the fact that everywhere we went, I knew that it was temporary. Mm. And the only thing that I've ever wanted ever since since I had it when I was a kid was a home mm-hmm. or family. Okay, not so much family because I've found family in plenty of other people I know and mm-hmm. friends that I've made over my life so far. Your family included. <laughs> uh, and, your, and your husband's family and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I... I think it was more so like we're just we're just money for you guys like mm-hmm. that's it you know you guys could get rid of us anytime you want to and mm-hmm. i'm again i'm like six seven eight years old thinking like this I'm like you guys could get rid of us anytime you want to and you know like how come how come i can't have my mom and dad too like that's mm-hmm. not fair like for whatever reason i guess the universe or god allowed them to find us they mm-hmm. always seem to pop up randomly but I think my dad i hadn't seen him in a very very long time um but i know my mom like she would I would see her on occasion, but it was, uh, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I, it, it was, it was mostly that I would say, like, it was, it was the fact that they were such a family mm-hmm. and we were just, we were, we were just like add-ons, even though at the time I couldn't see it as, mm-hmm. as a kid, like these people actually care about you. Um, I always looked at it as like, we're just add-ons to whatever household we go into and, you know, whatever, like whatever happens to us, happens to us. So then I don't know what happened, but somehow my grandmother found me and she took me in when I was 11. She took me when I was 11. I'm trying to remember it all. I'm sorry. So she took me when I was 11 and forget it. Like it was, it was incredible. It was, (laughs) it was incredible. Like there's a lot of things that were I've touched on them in previous episodes, I think, but um, there's a lot of things that I've learned and a lot of things for for the good and the bad. I've mm-hmm. learned a lot of things, I would say. That was the first place, I would say, that I ever felt like 
this is home Uh i belong here Mm -hmm. you know and the thing about it too was uh, i had three cousins that she took in from her husband's side of the family as well yeah her husband he had grandkids and they both took them in um so then she took me in and like i said my sisters they were living life you know i'll just leave it at that but yeah so it was great like it was great and then i remember my cousins would do certain things they would hang up things on the wall of like just the three of their names or whatever like you know just you know yeah it's like who's this guy like that kind of thing like you know kids and 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 preteens being you know kids and preteens i guess um but she was fighting at this point of course it never stopped it never (laughs) it chilled out though for sure but um it kind of never stopped but i remember my grandmother was very big on trying to include me in things because they were all brothers so they were it was just like who's this like he's our cousin but like we don't know him like that kind of thing but eventually like you know we all grew on each other and then it felt more like they were my brothers Mm -hmm. too in Mm -hmm. in in one way or another um but yeah my grandmother was very big on like listen you're not leaving him out of nothing like it's not happening but also with that feeling of that at home feeling she was the first person i felt that taught me anything about anything you know of course i was in school and stuff like that but in terms of like how to take care of myself and how to be strong even though there was a lot of toxic stuff involved with that but she taught me how to be strong for the most part Mm -hmm. and she taught me how to take care of myself she taught me i mentioned this (laughs) to your husband but she taught me exactly what to look for in a woman and what you'll accept and what you won't and things of that nature like she taught me how to treat a woman she taught me a lot of stuff I clearly look forward to getting to that point of our conversation <laughs> <laughs> but yes so so you've started to feel included you started to feel loved can, yeah. we, can we say loved here yeah, yeah, and cared you, for yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the difference yeah. between how your grandmother made you feel versus the last family you were with because they were also showing love but you could see it from your grandmother but you couldn't see it from them what was that let me tell you how good these people were when i went to my grandmother they still would come over to visit me mostly the wife i think the husband did a few times so they were very very good people mm-hmm. honestly i really think the only difference between my grandmother and them was that we were blood related because so it, it was that all the same thing for. yeah it was it was the same thing pretty much so you felt like you could have only belonged if you were with somebody that you were genetically related to um because you're telling me that you yeah because you yeah. were you had that love from this family but you couldn't see it you know mm-hmm. you you just you don't want this love because you were separated from your mom and your dad you needed to feel love from your own bloodline yeah and did you ever go back to look for that family oh boy probably shouldn't admit this but um one day i think last year when the world was kind of like <laughs> shut down mm-hmm. I don't know what made me think about them. I just was wondering, like, wonder if they're still there. So I walked from where I work. I thought it wasn't that far. It's far. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know why I walked this, but which is a bad habit of mine. All this walking. <laughs> but I ended up going over there. But I was like standing across the street, looking at the mm-hmm. the, the house that they lived in. And I'm like, should I knock? Should I not? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I haven't spoken to these people in years. And in addition to that, the reason why I also felt hesitant was because I remember I was in high school and. I think I was like a block away walking to the bus and just some weird stroke of luck or whatever it was. My foster father, my Mm -hmm. old foster father, who was the husband, 
he was driving by mm-hmm. and for whatever reason like our eyes just connected and i'm like i know this man yeah at this point he shaved his head bald but i'm like i know this man mm-hmm. and he stopped he stopped hard on the corner jumped out and then he ran out and gave me a hug yeah and then he then he gave me his uh card and i think i still have it in my wallet i know i do but i remember the house number two um i just i don't know i just never called i think we have to definitely go see them and have a whole show where we interview (laughs) them and we interview you you know i I think i think that is that would be a very nice episode to have oh boy yeah possibly yeah because you know we need to hear from them too um they sound like amazing people but yeah so now you're with grandma and grandma is giving you love and affection and you're getting included with the boys and allowances and no the old family did too let me not even act like they didn't because i remember the first time i got five single bills i threw it in the air and i was like dancing i'll never forget that but yeah my grandmother started giving me a bit more i guess you could say the funny thing about it was when i was in fifth grade i remember I was only in that neighborhood in this one school for fifth grade. And then after that, you went to junior high. Mm -hmm. And I did so well that... No, 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 no. Let me not even get into that yet. Hold on, hold on. Let me backtrack. So in like third and fourth grade, I would say, um, I was in school... Oh, boy. I was in school for... I I was in a special ed class. Let's just put it that way. But it wasn't because there was anything wrong with me it was mm-hmm. behavior because again i was fighting all, all the, time. the time yeah but i was just really bad so they had me in that sort of thing and i remember i remember they asked because for whatever reason they felt like they could tell and i remember them talking to me like um you're we don't want to say this to the other kids but you're ahead of everyone like mm-hmm. you're not on the same level as everyone and you know we kind of want you to move on mm-hmm. or either you know you just stay in this forever kind of thing and i remember my grandmother told me she says i can't make that decision for you you have to make that for yourself mm-hmm. but remember this always have faith ah. in what you decide and i was like you know what okay so you already know like you know her taking me in and have me having this wonderful life and then her telling me that like mm-hmm. yeah i was like my grandma i love you mm-hmm. like <laughs> that sort of thing so yeah uh I pretty much chose to move on and then that leads into fifth grade where I was in the neighborhood, uh, the school that was in the neighborhood, literally for one year. I was still pretty bad, but it turns out I was valedictorian. Not the bad kid. The bad kid. The bad kid. The bad kid who was who just popped up in the school out of nowhere. Um, I think I was a little bit more subtle then because like I said, my grandmother had calmed me down so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was valedictorian and then I also didn't like the vice principal because he had a lazy eye but that wasn't why but i just didn't like him he just had a bad attitude and and everyone made fun of him for his eye everyone did so um i know it's terrible so (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah you were you were valedictorian yeah so i was valedictorian but at the same time i still kind of had like a smart mouth and my grandmother was telling me you know you're gonna lose opportunities Mm -hmm. if you if you don't stop yes but hold on. They told me, they told me straight up, you are valedictorian and the prom king. I'm like, Wait, I didn't, what I didn't, age feel, is this? What? I was, I guess I was 10 because you're in the fifth grade. Oh, okay. I think that's, is that 10? Yeah. Okay. I remember I didn't, I didn't go to school here. So okay. I okay. I cannot relate here, but 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So they told me that, and I just was like, I don't know what that is, but okay, I'll take it. Like, what was your grandmama's response to all of this? This woman didn't tell me anything. She knew all along. Like she knew all about she it. Saw your potential and everything. She, yes, that that too. I think that's what it was too. But she. But I guess they told her like. Oh, so she had known. She, she didn't knew. Say anything to you. She just didn't say anything about it. But here's the thing, though. So the valedictorian thing, I did get, but the prom king didn't get it because my smart mouth mm. that's why she was telling me because i guess she knew that's why she was telling me like if you don't stop mm. talking to people like this you're gonna lose opportunities and mm-hmm. i lost i lost prom king <laughs> and i never had it again not that i ever wanted it honestly yeah like i said my grandmother started to teach me a lot of things i hated a lot of it like why am I the one that has to go food shopping all the time? Why am I the one that has to be woken up at 3 a.m. Thanksgiving? I guess you could say morning, but Thanksgiving morning. Why am I the one that was always kept close, especially when it came time for like an errand or something like that? I got to go outside and I made friends here and there. But for the most part, I was always in the house because I always had to be the one. I mentioned this already in a previous episode, but after my eldest cousin left, I picked up where he left off, sort of, because he was the one that was always Mm -hmm. doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. And because he was the one always doing that stuff, that's how I was able to kind of like sneak, not sneak out, but like I was able to get a little bit of freedom and be in the park (laughs) to play and all that stuff. Yeah. But once that happened, he moved on. That was when it was just like, sorry, somebody's got to pick up this, you know, the task uh, and you're the one to do it. So, yeah, she definitely had me... um, do all those things uh laundry oh my gosh i couldn't stand that like what detergents to use and all that other stuff um she showed me how to like cash checks all that like she taught me a lot of things she told me how to clean up <laughs> she prepared what I, you for now she prepared me for now basically yeah she definitely taught me how to cook because i think about it now like i wanted to sleep at 3 a.m but i do know how to cook a lot of those <laughs> meals now i don't think i could execute it as perfect as she did right flavor wise oh my god man that lady could cook but um i i've learned a thing or two let's just leave it at that one of the first few things i bought when i moved when i found i was living there for good was i went to the chinese restaurant because somehow i bumped into my dad that day he was riding a bike which was his thing bikes and motorcycles that's him i'm no interest i bumped into him he gives me five dollars and then I went to the Chinese restaurant and I bought five egg rolls and I split it with everybody in the house. <laughs> yeah, I split it with everybody in the house. And, um, you know, my grandmother, she didn't eat that stuff. Uh, she was just like, no, nah, like, I don't want that. You could, you know, mm-hmm. give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, too, I, we had two of my aunts that lived there with us. Mm-hmm. This big household. Pretty. Well, was it a three bedroom? yeah no it was big yeah it was a it was a three bedroom in the projects mm-hmm. as as rare as that is yeah it was pretty big grandma she was teaching you a lot she kept you close what about your dad what about your mom did they come around they they did it was pretty rare for my dad as always because him and my grandmother didn't really get along and then i guess fast forward a little bit to my dad because he would show up on occasion as well. But again, him and my grandmother, they didn't get along at all. So it it comes out when I was 12 that he had passed away. Oh. Yeah. So it came out when I was 12. But here's the thing, like, and this is a little bit of the toxic stuff that I, that I mentioned. Like, my grandmother had this 
thing of this habit of because she didn't like him mm. she would always put that on to me like mm. and then she you know like and she always painted my sisters in a negative light always because like i said i don't want to put their business out there but life happened, happened for the, yeah. life happened for them mm. and she always would reference them as something that i shouldn't be or she always referenced my mom mm -hmm. as someone i shouldn't be like or my or my dad as yeah. someone i shouldn't be like it was just always things like if you don't do this you're gonna end up like your mom mm -hmm. if you don't do you know like mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. so i remember i got a phone call from him maybe once and i didn't know how to speak to him because i barely even knew him yeah. yeah i barely even knew him so it was just like okay like I, I like i vaguely remember the guy but like i said he would pop up here and there what i do remember is uh, he would always sit in this park that was across the street from the apartment where we could see the full park. I'm sorry, from our apartment window where we could see the full park. And he would always sit there with his shirt off under a tree, but he would be writing for hours, just sitting there writing for hours. Um, he was a musician as well. And yeah, so I think that's where I, I think those two things are. Talents. Yeah, I get it from them. My mom's a writer too. Oh, but wow. yeah, she's not, a, she's not a musician. She writes all the time, all the time. I think that's her freedom of expression more than anything. So yeah, so with my grandmother feeling how she felt about him, again, she tried to paint my sisters and my parents in a bad light and spoke negatively about them a lot of the time. So when he passed away, I remember she called me in from outside because I was outside and she called me upstairs. It was one of those days she called me upstairs and she's like, listen, I got to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I got to go back outside and play Pokemon. Like wow. I, I, got, I got, wow. got things to do. I didn't, I really didn't know what was going on. That So she didn't appear to be sad or anything like that. She had the same demeanor as always. She's like, you know, I uh, just found out that your dad passed away. And I was just like, okay like not in a bad way i was just like okay i remember her telling me she says you know you could if you want you could cry about it it's mm -hmm. okay I, I would understand and i was like no i'm fine and then no. i just went right back outside and it stayed in my mind but i just never and then eventually i did start to break down about that stuff but it it just never was something that i addressed i guess you could say like it was just so like okay well he passed away i didn't really know him i have very few memories of him i barely knew him but like what can I do? Like, it's mm -hmm. not really much I can do about it, that kind of thing. Do you think if your grandmother had, you know, given you the sad demeanor, that would have changed your response to what she was saying? Um, Like, if she was, you know... Would I have been able to pick it up? Like, yeah, okay, something's Yeah, you know off. how a lot of times, you know, because somebody else is crying, we'll start crying and we'll start feeling sad. Mm -hmm. Do you think her response to it played into your response or was yours just purely... Well, I don't really know him, so... I think it was that, because I remember saying, I was like, I'm okay. I'm going to go back outside. She's like, all right, no problem. Um, but then, even then, from that day forward, like, it just stuck with me. But it was just, like... What part of it stuck with you? Um, Like, my dad... My dad's not here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I felt like like I'm half of an orphan now. This is mm -hmm. this is crazy. Um, That's how I felt. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it was something that I never really sat and, and processed i just thought about it periodically and when i would think about it it's like eh, all right whatever back in the back of my mind that's it we're just gonna throw it back there with everything else and move on and then even that like her you know you, you know you could cry if you want and then the older i got the more i started to kind of feel maybe resentment if you want to call it that because I'm like you didn't even like this guy mm -hmm. you didn't even like this guy and then you're telling me to cry for him when you like you pushed him away from me on purpose mm. a lot of the time. And then now you're just telling, like, how do you expect me to react? You know, like, I don't know. I wish I knew him. I could have known him if, if it wasn't for you. But 
it is what it is. But I mean, I don't know. Um, Did you think about your mother during this time? Uh, I always thought about my mom on and off, but oh man, uh, it, it's. Did you think you know like? Uh, I wonder if she knows. I wonder how she's feeling. Did those thoughts cross you? Nah. No. It didn't, but I'm going to tell you how. And this explains a lot as to how my mom copes with a lot of things now. And it's mm-hmm. so it's such a scary thing to see because I know that this is why a lot of what she's going through is what she's putting herself through okay. or what she's struggling with is because she's holding on to the memory of my dad. Mm. So dear, like dearly she's holding on to him it's to the point where okay let me tell what happened before i get to this part so my dad got out of jail don't know how he got there but he got out of jail this is what i was told he got out of jail first person he goes to is my mom's house which is where she's been living ever since well she's been living there before then but she still lives there to this day um of course she took him in you know that's that's a baby like come yes that's a man like before after you're born Oh, oh, this was, I was 12, remember, this oh, was, this was, was a- this was her perspective of his death, I guess you could okay. say. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he comes home and then somehow something happened and he had either a heart attack or a stroke or something mm. right on the couch in her living room. Oh. Yeah. And I think it was either around her birthday or around oh, his birthday. Oh my God. Yeah. So she took that very, very rough. So my mom, him dying in her apartment, literally, that's the only place that she's, she's, she goes out and about, she does little things, but she stays in the living room. That's the only part of the house. It's so strange. It's bizarre how that part of the house is where plants are alive and active and, you know, there's colors all over the place, but the rest of the house, plants are dead, things hoarded and all that other stuff. It's, it's like two different she's living there yeah it's two different worlds in one home you know it's so strange like it's that's where her love is yeah yeah she hoards the things that reminds her of my dad in the Ah. living room or of like her my grandmother as well or and things like that so literally if you walk in her house it's a reflection of her mental yes her mental state yeah her mental state for sure I, i couldn't imagine wake you know like you just wake up and you find out yeah that's just, traumatizing yeah very her. traumatizing for her that's for sure and my mom's always had struggles with mental health from what i've been told and i think my sisters know more about it than i would because i i don't really have a relationship with my mom but they've experienced more of um difficulties in her mental stability i would say that oh boy so um i can't imagine you know seeing that sort of thing like the person you have brought life into this world with mm-hmm gone like right before your eyes like that sort of thing and with my mom's mental health being like an issue that's another thing my grandmother always kind of hinted at like if you don't stop doing this you're gonna be like your mom mom, yeah even my my mom's siblings they always painted her as like the crazy one or like you know the the one with no sense or like the outcast basically like the black sheep sort of i guess you could say did they know about her trauma that, you know, with everything that she's been through from starting with the domestic violence to losing her kids to the system, uh, then to have this man that she clearly loves die in her apartment? Were they aware of all of these situations happening? Well, my mom's very, and I think this is where I get it from. I think this is where I get it from my family in general, but my mom, 
more so because she's very much like this like she keeps certain things to herself she's very protective of what people know about her like that sort of thing and it's more of like a defense mechanism than it is and i'm this is me speaking vicariously through this because that's how i am more so it's like i reveal what i want people to know to protect myself and i and i get i think she's the same way she's definitely let me not say i think i know for sure she's the same way so i think a lot of what she had control of from her mom and her siblings finding out they didn't find out certain things so i don't know if they know all the stuff i wouldn't be surprised do you have a lot of empathy for your mom because listening to you talk is like why doesn't everybody else see what i see in my mom um do i have empathy for my mom um in a way i you know what i think i do now because although she does do some things now where it's where i find out from my my sisters and it's like Yo, you too old for this. Like, you're really too old for this. But I also try to consider, like, she's lonely, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she's, and she's been doing things that she shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. for years because she doesn't, she's never truly learned how to cope with my dad passing mm-hmm. away. I used to have this deep, deep hatred for her. Like, I really, like, you're my mom and, like, you're not here. Like, I don't know you. Like, it was so many things. I'm like, I really don't like this woman i used to i used to think it was funny to be like because again it was part of my grandmother conditioning me to to think of her in a bad way and then me also like my own point of view on on her my own perspective on her i used to think it was funny to like yeah i don't have a mom i don't have a dad like i I don't know why i used to do that stuff (laughs) just stupid stuff like i used to always say things like that but then eventually i really didn't have a dad um yeah so i had a deep hatred for my mom for a very very long time And then eventually, like, I was just like, you know what, it's time to grow up. But I just I just felt literally no connection to my mom. And to this day, I feel like that. But but the thing about it is I do empathize with her. Like, I try as best as I can because I know she's had a rough life and she doesn't talk about a lot of things. Like, I could talk to her. I could ask her anything about anything. And my sisters will get more out of her than with me. But I'm 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 okay with that. Like I it doesn't bother me that she has a relationship with them more than me because it's like I know she feels like she's alone all the time and if my sisters are those people for her that she can feel like I can turn to them to talk to them for anything, then great. Let them be that. You know, I don't I, mean, I know it's sound- love. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's I- <laughs> That's love on your side for her. It is love, so this just shows that that hatred is really not there because it's only love that i'm gonna say well if somebody else can help you Mm -hmm. i'd rather they do that nobody who you hate you're not gonna care like i don't care (laughs) who you're talking to or i don't care what happens to you so i think you really have gotten to this place where you have love for her more than just empathy but love that she has somebody that she could voice her pain to or, you know, give her a little bit of comfort here and there because basically all the people that was for her, just like how you were feeling like you don't have a family. Her whole family was taken, her kids and then, you know, her man eventually. Mm -hmm. So she was left with that same feeling of I have nobody. She doesn't get along with her mom who is there for me. And now you're here and you're saying... If somebody's there to listen to her, I'm really happy about that. That's love from you. That's love. That's love. Okay. If you I'm don't even see it as that and think uh, it's, it's just it's empathy, nice. that's okay. love. Okay. I'll I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I never really looked at it that way, but and, and that's it's very interesting. 
that you say that yeah uh it doesn't it doesn't bother me that we don't have a relationship like it did once upon a time Mm -hmm. um because i always felt like i want my parents too like i've always felt like that but again i found family in other people in a lot of people care about me and i've come to realize that the older i've gotten um especially in like my late 20s a lot of people care about me which also not that it applies pressure it also lets me know that i have people to make proud of me i guess you could say so i think that's why i'm more so focused on myself more than anything now because i want to get there i want i want even my mom i want her to i don't know what it is i don't know whatever it is but i want i want whatever the universe or god has in store for me to find its way to me and then that becomes something that puts me in a position in life where my mom can be like no way like no way because even i think i touched on this before with you through text i was saying like i think it was maybe a year ago she would i visited her and she said something about oh i'm proud of you and i'm like proud of me like what are you talking about what are you proud of i'm not married i don't have a family i don't have any grandkids i didn't give you any grandkids or anything like society i don't have an excellent woman by my side Mm. that i can show you you know like that sort of thing like i always felt like i don't have you know this and this and that i'm not sitting there on i'm not sitting on money like i'm not super famous or anything like that yeah you know what i mean so a lot of times you know we're looking for people to be proud of us with what we want to accomplish she's proud of you based on what she wanted for you yeah i want you to still be okay you survived all of this you know you you survived being taken from me you survived you know several families not just one or two you survived through several families you survived your sisters being you know being separated from them you survived going to live with your grandma you survived without me you know as a mom well I can speak from a mom's <laughs> perspective. Yeah, yeah. As a mom, I could see where she would be proud of you. You're not out in the streets, you know, selling drugs or beating up people, you know, doing gang-related stuff. Not beating people anymore, up anymore. I mean, right? Oh, so I am proud of you from where you were and now where you are. Look mm-hmm. at you. You're, you're even here looking for me as the mom. You know, like you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you came to see her, stuff like that. So she is proud of you because you could have really just said F you. I don't know you, whatever. So mm-hmm. she is going to be proud of the man you became because regardless of everything, you're here, you survived, and you still care about her. And that's something to be proud of in your child. So many people have children that they raise that do not care about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and she stick him in the nursing home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so she has that with you. And that is something to be proud of. It's a good thing. You need to see that. (laughs) I know. I know. I got to stop. But also, I know my mom and my grandmother didn't get along either. So, Mm. yeah, it was very strange. But I think my grandmother had a hatred for my dad. Mm. And at the end of the day, she always realized that my mom was her daughter. Like, this is my this is my blood as much as i feel a certain way about you like i still you know i still care about you that sort of thing um which was what i think led to her adopting me which happened when i was 14 uh-huh. yeah so she finally adopted me when i was 14 it was at 161st street family court and that's in the bronx but it was family court and i remember that morning i was drawing pokemon cards in a notebook and <laughs> 
and my grandmother was consoling my mom because my mom was just crying 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 and i didn't really understand why i was just like because again i kind of don't really know this woman so much so it's just like i don't know i just didn't know what to do with that at that so point you were present at the adoption process your, your mm-hmm. child is actually present mm-hmm. okay eventually i found out when it happened the reason why my mom was crying was because she felt like she had failed as a parent mm. and being that she couldn't take care of me and you know the other two they were already kind of grown and on their own sort of thing but she felt as if you know me being the baby and us not really having a relationship at all like she felt like i don't get along with my mom but i kind of need you to to no one else is going to take care of him the way you've taken care of him you know you know you just see things happen when a kid is kind of surrounded by love i guess you could say that's that's definitely what was happening to me for sure i was growing like crazy like (laughs) when i got there i used to wear like a size three shoe but then in like a year i went to like nine. Oh wow yeah so i was growing very fast i was eating like crazy all the all the southern food you could think of (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah she was yeah she was treating me very well so Wow, three to nine. That's that's still processing. Yeah, in my brain. yeah. It it really fast. It happened very fast over a year. Um, because I remember she would always point out, right? Like, how come we got to keep getting you new shoes? Mm. Like, and it's not even that we got to get you new shoes because of you know you worn them out. Yeah, we got to keep getting you new shoes because of size. Feeling, yeah. 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 So that morning, um, I remember they had me pick out what are these things called again? It's um, they're worth so much money now. If you can find Beanie Babies there you go they had me pick out a beanie baby and i picked out a beanie baby with like an army outfit on i don't know why i really don't know why (laughs) to this day so i I remember picking that out and then you know the adoption thing happened and it's a little bit blurry after that as far as what happened to my mom i don't really i don't really know but life was happening i was kind of cooling down a lot Mm -hmm. because my grandmother wasn't tolerating all that getting calls like yo he's fighting in school she was not playing that so she put a halt to that a lot and then the weird thing about it is my great-grandmother who lives down south no one knows where this lady is but she's just living on her own she's alive i don't know that's the thing last i checked she was but she's got to be close to 100 if she's alive she's got to be close to 100 at this point because but again she's she's quiet peaceful life no one really there's a few members that like family members family members i know that keep in touch with her but like and that's your grandmother's mother yeah so that's that's your mother's grandmother grandmother yes and is it that there wasn't a close bond between your grandmother and her why like here's the weird thing right here's the weird thing so my mom didn't get along with my grandmother i mean my mom didn't get along with her mom but my mom got along with her grandmother but my grandmother didn't get along with her mom either Mm. so it's of a generational thing yes it's a generational thing so i don't know if my grandmother was close to her grandmother i don't know but um because my my grandmother found out about me being born this was another thing i was told my grandmother found out about me being born through my great-grandmother because she told her like you know such and such had a baby right she's like what a baby yeah yeah a little boy and you know here i am but um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it was i don't know what my grandmother saw in me over time but yeah eventually i ended up living with her so um that was your beginning that was my beginning for the most part time goes on and then i'm in high school and so well junior high and then in high school and things like that and 
to this day, I won't forgive my grandmother for not letting me go to a writing high school like I wanted to and putting me in a high school where I did not like it was with auto mechanics and like HVAC and all this. Like I did not want to be there. I wanted it was either computers or music or I would have learned music because at the time I didn't know how to I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know how to play anything. So I'm like, yo, just can I go somewhere I want to go? And she never she because she always wanted me to be close. So she put me in a high school that was very close. I'm like, this sucks, man. <laughs> like, man, I want to be I want to be out and about too a little bit. But I, I guess it worked out for the better. Um, So I'm adopted at 14 and then 16 was when she passed away in November 10th, 2006. So yeah, my grandmother had passed away. Two years later. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, two years after adopting me, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was I was with her for quite some time. So again, yeah, I, I lost the person that taught me pretty much everything about mm-hmm. everything, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to cope with it. So what happened was, I wouldn't say my life spiraled because I feel in one way or another I don't know how I made it out. A lot of things I really don't. Where were you staying when she passed away? Did you still get to stay in the apartment? Yeah, um, well, my aunts, they had moved out. They were, you know, starting their own lives and um, their careers, And I would say, sorry. So it was just my grandfather. I don't speak on him too often because it's like... I was just going to say I didn't even know there was yeah, a grandfather Yeah, yeah, see, like, because we barely had a connection. Like, my youngest cousin, him and my grandfather were like this. Mm, like, they okay. were two peas in a pod. And then over time, like, you could clearly tell, like, I was my grandmother's favorite. Uh, so I was more okay. close to her and then okay. he was, you know, like that sort of thing. So um, she had passed away and then my... Yeah, life just got a little bit weird after that because the youngest cousin, he... He's still alive. He just turned 30 in September. So happy. So happy with all that he's been through and situations. I'm not going to put all his business out there, but the situation that he's been in and that he's always been positive and a lot of things like I felt like more than out of the three, like I felt like he was more my brother, even though we bumped heads so often (laughs) for many of things. But I remember I bumped into him on the street, not a few, like maybe two years back. My uncle had passed away and I saw him at the funeral with my other cousins. And then after the funeral, two years later, passed by and then I saw him again. But I had on a mask. It was like uh, pandemic time. So he was going down. He was coming up the steps and I was going down the steps, leaving the building to um, I was at one of my best friend's house. And I noticed him because he didn't have on a mask. And I'm like, <gasps> like, I called his name and he looks he's looking like because <laughs> yeah, he couldn't even yeah. recognize like, me. At that. That? He's like, who's this? And I pulled the mask and he's like, <gasps> yo oh my gosh and then you know we we hugged or whatever and stuff like that and and we were talking and then oh boy um like i said it was very rough between us a lot of the time but then he just kind of apologized for everything i'm like oh my gosh yeah i'm like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness thank you i was like yo it's okay it's all love i love you man like just just please be careful out here like that sort of thing Mm -hmm. because he still hangs around in in the neighborhood that Mm. we used to that we grew up in so part of him is still attached to that because my grandmother took him in when he was like baby and he was another one that it was like he wasn't supposed to make it and my grandmother raised him from nothing to like this strong Mm -hmm. social he would you know he's always been social everybody liked him everybody liked him like girls loved him every like he was he was a troublemaker but he was he's a very very likable guy your um, mother seems to be like an angel yeah i guess she she was here like again we all have our 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 faults and flaws but 
she really took in a few of you. Yeah. Made sure that everything was good with you before she left to go back to heaven. I'm going to say Oh, she went boy. Back. I didn't think of it like I'm that. I'm going to say that because she cared for you guys when you needed it. Look, she took care of him. Yeah. He, yeah, he had a... His brothers, they had, they had a rough upbringing, too, honestly. But, um... You know, it was it was tough for him too. Like when we lost our grandmother, like it was tough for all of us. Like my grandfather, that was his wife, mm-hmm. and then oh boy, I'm thinking about something that I'm about to mention. It was tough for him. It was tough for my cousin, and then the other cousin that was there. He was getting into trouble a lot, and then he just kind of again, life happened to him too. So it was just me, the youngest cousin, and my grandfather, and I had to be the one to take care of my grandfather because he wasn't he wasn't really my my youngest cousin wasn't really interested, and he wasn't really taught how to do that. You know, like that sort of thing. So whenever my grandfather needed his clothes washed or he needed some food made or he needed something, like I was the one I picked up when my grandmother left off, basically. I want to mention this about my grandmother's passing away because when it was happening, I had a little girlfriend and that stretched on for a period of time. But um, yeah, so I had a little girlfriend and then I was just more so wrapped up in like, ooh, I got a girlfriend. And my grandmother was like kind of, I don't want to say deteriorating, but she kind of was um, because I didn't really notice certain signs until I got older. Like she would send me to the store to pick up certain things more often than usual. But it's just certain things that's like this is not normal to buy often. Yeah. More more medical stuff, I guess you could say. She had um, ovarian cancer. Oh. But I didn't know any. I didn't know what was because she didn't tell me anything. My family are firm believers in the beliefs of Jehovah Witnesses. So she was not trying to get any sort of like transfusion or any or operation of that sort of thing. Really didn't like that. I really didn't like that. She felt like she'd be disappointing God if she did that. So I guess she just let it happen. These things. I'm telling you. God gave you a healthy body. We put stuff in it and made it sick. And then we were like, oh, I don't want to heal it because God is going to. He told you to get healing. But okay, go ahead. Yeah. So as I got older, I thought. I thought about her condition over that period of time where she was slowly like fading away. And I think back on it a lot. Like I know I shouldn't, but I think back on it often. Let me not say a lot because it doesn't, it's not that feeling of like that lingering feeling anymore. It's more of, cause it's been, I think it's about to be like 14 years um, next month, but um, 14 or 15. I don't know. I know it sounds bad, but um, I think about it because it's like, man, I wonder what you would think of me now. Like mm-hmm. now that I'm a, a full grown man like mm-hmm. what would you think of me now like what could i talk to you about now like that sort of thing or like what would our relationship be like so that sort of stuff but i remember visiting her in the hospital when i wasn't out here trying to impress mm-hmm. basically i was i remember seeing her in the bed lost tons of weight tons she wasn't a big woman she had some weight on her she had some meat on her bones she lost a lot of weight to mm-hmm. where she was almost unrecognizable and it was so scary because I think that was also why I didn't want to see her often because it's like, I don't know how you're going to be and I'm not, I don't know how to process Mm -hmm. certain things. So it's like, if I see you in that way, like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do and I'm not trying to cry. Like, that's not happening. Like, you told me to be tough, so I'm not trying to cry. (laughs) Oh my God. As soon as I walked in the room, I saw like the the thing hooked up to her nose and then like the the IVs and stuff, bawling, Mm -hmm. just crying, 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 crying crying my eyes out and it was just like all right we have to let's just move you to another room so you could calm down a little bit then come back and see her so then that this was the last day i saw her so 
they told me to sit next to her. I think one of my aunts, I forget who they is, but it was someone told me to sit next to her and to hold her hand because she she knew like who was there, but she didn't um she couldn't talk. She couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. really react. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to turn over and she grabbed my hand like she was holding my hand mm-hmm. and she was like using it to turn over and i didn't know what was happening mm-hmm. so as i'm watching this i'm like crying even more and i'm trying to compose mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. so i was just like the floodgates were just coming but i had a straight face and like it was really rough i'm like y'all i don't ever want to see i can't see this at all i'm not cut for this sort of thing but within that week i found out she had passed away and i was on my way to school i found out like early in the morning because mm-hmm. my cousin oh this is what happened so i was in school playing Yu-Gi-Oh as I always did 10th grade and this was breakfast time too so we were you know everybody's coming in all rowdy and stuff like that so um I was there and my cousin not the youngest one but the other, his older brother not the eldest but his older brother before life happened to him we went to the same school together the same high school together but he was only there for maybe like a year or so because he was a troublemaker like no ifs ands or buts about it so um he came to me like early in the morning and he's like yo she passed away we called her abby and we're like yo abby passed away i'm like what but at the same time i didn't know how to process it so i'm like did you just tell me that like my grandmother's mm-hmm. not here i don't say dead but my grandmother's not here anymore mm-hmm. like couldn't you have told me that late? i don't know i don't know where my thought was but i just couldn't process it it didn't really so he wasn't emotional at all no he was very emotional because okay. he his face was red from crying like he, okay. you could tell he was crying on his way to school okay because we started at different times um but yeah, he comes up to me and and um, the rest of that day was just like, shout out to Tommy because it's another one of my friends that's like my brother. And he knew something was wrong because he went to school with us too. And he knew something was wrong because he saw me coming to school mm-hmm. and for breakfast, everything, you know, hair was combed and all that stuff. Like I think I had a little bit of hair on my head at the time. So it was kind of like at the phase where if I'd roughed it up a bit it would look like you need mm-hmm. to brush your hair like you mm-hmm. need to look presentable all right chill with that so because <laughs> after i had received this news from my cousin i'm just like sitting there rubbing my head and i'm like just i just looked terrible like yeah. i looked i yeah. i guess i looked terrible because he knew like i said tommy knew and he's like bro like you okay like what's going on and i was like she my grandmother passed away mm. and he's like what are you serious i'm like yeah man i don't know did tommy know. know the relationship you had with your grandmother absolutely he spent the night he was one of the very few friends that i got to have sleep over with us like okay. me and my cousins and he was cool with my youngest cousin too very they were very cool with each other because they were in the same class at one point mm-hmm. so after i kind of you know like i said after i told him he was just like damn man i feel so bad i feel so bad I'm like no it's okay uh, you know I, I don't really know why i just was again it's just one of those things i did like I'll put mm-hmm. it to the back of my mm-hmm. mind and I'll I'll sort it out when it, when the time comes. So you 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 didn't face this uh emotionally similar to when you heard that your father had passed. Mm-hmm. You just like, "All right, he passed." You threw it in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to deal with that. That's what yeah. you did with your grandma. Yeah, you just didn't want to deal with that. This one hurt for sure because it was like, "Damn, like you're not here no more." Mm-hmm. You know? And you taught me so much like you actually cared about me and now you're not here anymore like what am i supposed to do who are you living with at this time my grandfather was still there okay yeah he was in the house sorry so it was yeah it was it was just the three of us the youngest cousin me and and him but i was taking care of him more than anything the rest of the day was kind of a blur but i could thinking back on it like i definitely 
definitely was sinking into a rapid depression, like rapid depression. I didn't care about school. Like I would go and then I just, I just be there. Like I would just go and be there. If it was a class I liked, that was the only thing I would do stuff in, but everything else is like, mm, whatever, I'm here. And then I just got wrapped up in other things in life. Then I started paying more attention to that little girlfriend I had. But in one way, I wanted her to be the one to, to console me in, in, in that time of what was going on. But what she was, was like? she didn't really know how to do that okay I, I would i would leave it at that she wasn't yeah she wasn't really equipped to yeah, know how to do that she was young, young. yeah, yeah we were young you know young. like that mm-hmm. sort of thing but um we had broke up for like a period of time yeah then i had another girlfriend and that was like short-lived as well did any of these women meet grandma's standards did you find any of those traits in a woman that made you start the relationship and then it turned sour or it was never there you just didn't listen to grandma and you met somebody and something happened i think everybody's gonna have to tune in for part two to find out